if everybody knows who Captain America is in the Marvel Universe because of his fighting in different wars and shit like that, you think, you think that maybe Bumblebee flying around killing Nazis would be a thing that people would know about, right? 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 Huh? I'm just laughing at the, Chris sounds like some crazy, like, online truther <laughs> right now. Like, jet fuel. Where were the Transformers there? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 458 with our review of Transformers The Last Night. I'm Christopher Shazy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we were brave in the theaters to bring you this what is no doubt going to be a very action-packed episode of the podcast oh, yeah. to talk about Transformers, colon, The Last Night. Um, yeah, uh, so we are here. Honestly, I'm most excited to hear what your synopsis of the movie is going to be after the trailer. Oh, Jesus, I don't even know. We're going to see. I'm just going to wing it. We're doing it live. And uh, we're kind of going to see how it goes. But uh, I think the the Transformers franchise as a whole at least in our own text message chains is a very controversial subject because i continually seem to forget that carson finds merit in these films Mm -hmm. (laughs) i I mean chris forgets a lot of things but yes this is one of them i do i am an old man and i forget (laughs) things all the time um but uh but yeah so it's that time where we talk about our allegiances to the Transformers franchise. So uh, <laughs> we'll start with Steven. What have you thought of the Transformers franchise so far? Um, so if I haven't hated it, it's only been because I haven't been paying attention to it. Um, <laughs> I just wasn't trying. I mean, I, I enjoyed the first Transformers movie as pretty much the entire world did back back when it came out. Um, I remember seeing the second and third one with very diminishing returns. <laughs> I remember after the third thinking, like, okay, I don't think I'm going to watch these anymore. So I don't uh, even – is this the fifth or the fourth one? Fifth. I, don't even, I don't even know what number we're on. This is the this fifth. Is, this is the fifth one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I, I will say watching this movie yesterday, not to spoil any of my feelings, but <laughs> it made it, – it blew me away with what it was. Um <laughs> Like, I didn't have strong feelings about Transformers until yesterday, <laughs> and now I have strong feelings about Transformers. <laughs> that's, the, oh. that's the end of my statement. <laughs> All right, Carson Patrick. I didn't know if he was done yet. Um, I, think, uh, I think you are clearly the biggest fan of this group of the Transformers. I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't really have an allegiance to the, this, to the Transformers series. Like, I mean, I, I wasn't— just to Bay himself. Yeah, like I, I legitimately like Michael Bay. Like I, I'm, I know that's like a controversial stance, uh, especially nowadays. But I mean, I've always enjoyed his movies uh, to to some extent, and um, uh, yeah, like I, I mean, I think that the Transformers movie, like I legitimately, I think the first Transformers is a legitimately entertaining summer movie, um, and I thought the third one was good too. And if um, 
I don't know if Chris remembers, but he also liked the third one. No, I, if I, I remember correctly. I, I was I was telling Stephen uh, just before we were getting ready to record that I what I distinctly remember saying was that I appreciated the uh, work Michael Bay did on the third film to try to correct a lot of the problems I had with the second film. Like I distinctly yeah. remember going like, wow, he actually made the designs of the Decepticons much different than the Autobots. And he went about trying to create it so that you could actually follow the action in the, in the different beats of what was happening. And I applauded him doing what felt like due, due diligence on trying to make a film that was more coherent and, and just just more geared towards what I would I would hope he would do, um, and it just felt like there was a good faith effort to correct um, a lot of the problems that he did in what he did with the second film. But uh, yeah, liking it might be an exaggeration. <laughs> Dude, I specifically remember you giving it a must see, but uh, I could be wrong. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I, think we're, I think we're gonna have to dig that one up out of the archives. <laughs> Maybe um, I did, but that might have also just been because I knew at this point. I was like, you're going to be seeing all these movies every year. Just go see it. Anyway, I think that um, I think the Transformers movie, I mean, I think, you know, since the third one, he's been saying, like, this is my last movie. Um, and I think he probably should have stopped. There's already stopped. another one, right? Well, it's a spinoff. It's the Bumblebee spinoff. Is there not also an untitled Transformers? Is that the same thing? That's the Bumblebee spinoff, okay. yeah. That's I mean, coming out coming out next year. Without getting too soon into spoilers, there's clearly set up for another film at the end of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's supposed to be a official Transformers Six the following summer, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Now, yeah, whether that, Yeah. Whether or not Michael Bay comes back to direct that one, uh, I don't know. But the, the one is, next Is he gonna summer, spend all his money before twenty nineteen? <laughs> like why would he not come back to direct it? Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think he's, uh, I think it's evident that, like, he enjoys doing these movies. But, like, I also, again, it's kind of like, after a certain point, these movies all start to blend together. Like, I I, I do, like, I don't think Michael Bay, like, half-asses these movies. But I would rather see him do other things than just cranking out Transformers movies every other year. Um, Yeah. But uh, no, the one next year is is a Bumblebee spinoff that's supposed to take place in the '80s, and it's uh, Hayes Haley Steinfeld is going to be in it, and Travis Knight is directing it, so that should be interesting. But um, yeah, so I mean, I guess I could say I legitimately like the first and the third Transformers. The second one is ridiculous, uh, and the fourth one is ridiculous too. Uh, if <laughs> anyone remembers the review. I, I gave it a must-see, but I said that, like, the caveat was that it's, like, a simultaneously a must-see and a must-avoid. <laughs> um, and I was also very, very uh, bummed out that Steven wasn't on that episode, as I mentioned, because I thought that there were elements of that movie that were very Bratz-like. Um, <laughs> so... Carson's I, so the I, one person in the world who remembers that I watched Bratz in theaters. <laughs> we, we both we I know we were in we were in the same theater. I know we showed we up had the theater we, all to ourselves. I know we did. It was, it was if amazing. Any, if any parent walked into that movie and just saw the two of you sitting there, no, it was they would like, have immediately it, ushered their children out of the theater and been like, "Nope, nope." Steven, you remember there was like a there was like a weird old hobo man who came in like halfway through the movie. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And even and that sat... guy was like, nope. nope. Yeah, he's <laughs> yep, he, he left after like five minutes. 
because we were basically heckling the movie i think oh we were totally it's yeah but it was like a group of us like it was like me and 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 another group were there and then like steven and you and randy and some other people were there too (laughs) and like we just happened to show up and we're like are you here for brats we're like fuck yeah yeah. (laughs) fuck yeah dude we're gonna heckle the shit out of this thing the question is, you were you were both there for Bratz, but what did you actually buy your ticket for? We didn't buy the tickets. <laughs> we didn't because this was I worked. Back in the days when everyone worked at the movie theater. Yeah, oh. we all worked there, so we got in. We got everybody in for free. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but um, so yeah, there are elements of the last movie that I I got a kick out of. Uh, mainly, you know, the Tooch, and um, there was just a lot of stuff where I was like, "Wow, this is this is some next level stuff." So. Um, but yeah, overall, like, like I said, I'd rather see Michael Bay devote his time to other things, especially by now. But, uh, yeah. Cool. It was my long winded answer of saying that, uh, you know, I, I appreciate Michael Bay and enjoy his movies, you know. You're, you're saying that like a talisman, you'd like to slip into his pants and wrap yourself around his penis. <laughs> Sure, you really yes. have a way with paraphrasing. Chris was re- he was really reading into the subtext of uh, <laughs> spoilers <laughs> for this film of the subtext of my uh, you know of of my praisings or whatever. All right, well, um, I already sort of said my piece about uh, Transformers the third, um, but yeah, so I, I like most people enjoyed the first one. Second one got a little bit crazy. Had a lot of problems with it. As I said, the third one seemed like a good step in the right direction. Fourth one sort of squandered all that good direction stepping. And uh, now we have the fifth one. <laughs> which sure do. Which uh, we're, we're going to get into in a little bit. Um, I would – I mean we – to, to be fully honest with everybody, uh, there was a very short-lived conversation in our text message chain where – <laughs> we were wondering if we should even in, uh, review this film. And then uh, Carson just had to say the magic words of, do you not remember anything I like? And yes. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I guess we're reviewing this movie this week. <laughs> oh, I remember. The young whipper, he took his ginkgo, and then he was like, now I remember. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but we're here now. We're going to do this. Um we all watched the movie. We sure did. I, assume, I think <laughs> I assume some of us paid for it. Uh, funny enough, I almost got to see it for free at a special screening, and then it didn't work out. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna do uh, this. So, spoilers: I actually went and saw it twice. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh man. I think this I is this... where we cut to the trailer. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go ahead and just play this damn trailer and then come back and give you guys a review. It started as a legend. One of the greatest of all. A thousand years we've kept it hidden. To protect Earth from what was destined to arrive. Optimus Prime. You destroyed your home. Do you seek redemption? My maker, I do. Your daughter, what would you say to her? Brush your teeth, work hard. Stay away from any boy in a band, especially a drummer. These are troubled times. Without leaders, 
chaos reigns. Two worlds colliding. You're all that stand in its way. And now the greatest mission of them all, to turn the tide of human history. destruction of everything we know and love begins. I'm not leaving you. When all seems lost, a few brave souls can save everything we've ever known. The operation is over. We're not giving up on Prime, okay? I want to stay and I want to fight them. For my world to live. Yours must die. So here we go. That was the trailer for Transformers. The Last Night. <laughs> it was the, like The Dark Knight. <laughs> the Last Jedi. Uh, uh, Transformers, The Last Knight. Um, to back up a little bit, in uh, Transformers, Dark Side of the Moon, or whatever the hell the movie was called, uh, we found out that the original trips to the moon were actually to try to investigate this crash chip oh there. Oh, my God. That, uh, you know, some of these Transformers, like, oh, Transformers didn't just show up when Shia was there. They showed up a long time ago when when during the when we went and landed on the moon. Um, well, this film was like, you know what? I'm not satisfied with that. What if <laughs> what if Transformers existed even further in the past? Oh so, shit, bro! Just like, like, well, literally, just like the King Arthur film, <laughs> we start <laughs> in the Dark Ages, mm. and uh, basically, yeah, the, dar- the Dark Elves are there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's there's some <laughs> British folks. There's some people. They're just destroying the shit out of them. And drunk Stanley and Tucci's it, yeah, there. The drunk Tuchmeister. <laughs> he is there <laughs> with his beard, and uh, he is one Merlin. You know, the 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 the, the great wizard. From uh, our 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 history books, <laughs> our, our, our 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 myth mythical our, lore, yeah, our yeah. mythical lore, our tales of valor and knights and greatness and chastity. round tables and chastity. Yes, and, I, I, I um, love I love how the two shows up as Merlin in this movie, and they don't even explain that he's Merlin, a completely different character from the last one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, well, I, I mean, we're we're to believe stuff about the line yeah, of yeah, people yeah. who are related to the Dark Ages. But anyway, so, we're in the Dark Ages, wars are happening, Merlin has apparently stumbled into this weird-looking cave that looks much like a booster rocket from some sort of weird ancient space race, and uh, he apparently had, over time, befriended these machines in there, and he makes a pact with them. They give him the power of some weird magical staff, uh, which lets him command a dragon, win the war, everything's great, we have the history of... 
King Arthur, Knights of the Round Table, all that jazz. Now we're in the future, and uh, some weird samurai-looking robot is crash-landed. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this, guys. Uh, so, so, so we're still just by in the, the way, prelude we're sti- now. Too. We're, yeah. still, we're still only in like the first uh, like five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Which means so, only in like like shot number 8,000. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so, here, so here, here's the deal. So in present day, uh, Transformers, even though they've saved the planet, four times already are the bad guys and they're sort of outlawed and there's a special uh government agency called the tsa (laughs) the trf is transformers recall franchise whatever robot robot fucking i think yeah (laughs) that that's what they're called um (laughs) so those guys are hunting down transformers uh marky mark comes driving up to this samurai guy and is like dude it's cool. I'm going to recharge your batteries or something. And he's like, no, take the talisman. And then that sort of sets things in motion. It turns out that uh, some people are coming <laughs> to the earth to try to do some nefarious things. You know, in past films, they have tried to teleport all of Cybertron to the earth. Oh, they, reali- yeah. they realized that wasn't going to work. So they come OG, up with a new OG plan portal. to potentially, I don't know, move all of Cybertron to earth. <laughs> sure. And uh, I don't know. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. Use your words. <laughs> Am I just going to go through the whole movie now? <laughs> Let's just say that that our team has to work together um, to find out where the staff is because the staff is the one thing that can either start or stop the bad event that is going to take place. They're not going to be a, por- a blue laser and a portal. They're just going to be a blue laser and a giant planet. Um, but, yeah, the team has to work together to try to get the staff before the bad guys get the staff because if the bad guys get the staff, then bad things will happen to Earth. And uh, if the good guys at the staff, they honestly have no idea what will happen if Nobody they get the knows. staff. They just want to get it before the bad guys do, so that way they can sort of save the planet, potentially. Um, mm. Yeah. But the Transformers really are the Jack Bauer of robots, because it's like, you know, in every season of 24, like, Jack Bauer saves a day, and yet they still don't believe him when he's like, <laughs> the, terror- the terrorists are going to plot this attack. They're like, yeah, whatever, Jack. It's like, we're, we're seven seasons deep. I think we should trust this guy. Complete with the same awkward xenophobia buried inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're here. We'll do, we'll, do a, we'll do a joy for the film sandwich. Steven, you can shit on the film first. Carson can love it. <laughs> and then I'll shit on it again afterwards. Two girls, one cup. All right. So, like, you know when there's that person, especially growing up, like, adjacent to your friend group who everyone hated? Like, everyone thought they were really, really annoying. And you always, like, make fun of this person and hate Fuck on this it. person. But then Brian over here. <laughs> but then they, like, they have this weird kind of self-deprecating thing where they sort of make fun of themselves, too, in a way that makes it, like, not even fun to hate them anymore. But it's I like... know you guys are talking about me. It's okay. <laughs> I hope anyway, your punchline I... is this is nothing like that. <laughs> no, so th- this movie is this movie is like that person. This movie I found not as a critic, just as a human being. I found this movie like insane to sit through. Um and I wasn't I wasn't looking for a good movie. Like God knows that wasn't what I expected from the fifth Transformers on a Sunday afternoon. I was ready for anything. Like, just any dumb, like, I was ready for, like, any dumb superhero movie. Like, the worst Marvel movie I would have been totally happy with. I wouldn't have given a shit. Um, This movie, I just found, like, 
completely impossible to sit through. <laughs> I mean, I did it. I did it somehow. Uh, but I did, just people can know there's a point during both our screenings. Stephen and I saw this film. There was some overlap in us both watching the film, but your your showing started earlier. We were in the same building but different theaters. And uh, Stephen and I had a mini text message conversation during the film. Mm-hmm. Oh, god! And that doesn't happen. I respect the sanctity of a yeah. movie theater. We were in a theater with not a lot of people, at least my showing. There was nobody in my row, and it was stadium seating with walls that separated each section. So, Like, anyway, this movie first, – first of all, this is – it's very Michael Bay, of course. But <laughs> it, it's such an exhausting movie to sit through. Like, I remember, even from the moment it started and we're in the Dark Ages, and I thought it was funny for, like, 30 seconds that we were in the Dark Ages. I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, this is going to be a fun twist. And by, like, one minute into the movie, I was already like, oh, God, when is this part of the movie going to be over? Because it just, they're fighting in medieval times and things are exploding, but I could never tell what was going on. And the camera cuts, I swear to God, like, every second of this movie, there's a cut. Like, I, I was playing a game for a while of just counting, like, how long could he go before the camera wasn't in a wildly different place? And I think he peaked, like, there was five seconds at one point toward the end of the movie where he didn't make the camera, like, veer wildly around to a different location. Like, this movie was just so difficult for me to follow. And it was... The the changing aspect ratio was just insane for me. Like, there, I, I don't know if I only tuned into it because Carson warned me about it ahead of time, but there would be, like, dialogue, like... Anthony Hopkins is talking to Mark Wahlberg (laughs) and like it is jumping between IMAX and widescreen IMAX and widescreen like every two seconds and I don't I just didn't understand any choices this movie made at all and I really couldn't follow it like there's so many different plot lines going on at the same time that there's like a little girl young J-Lo quote in the junkyard with (laughs) Gerard Carmichael who like (laughs) occasionally she'll be in a really tearful monologue and then immediately there's a joke and then it's another tearful monologue and then like a robot is saying something in jive like um <laughs> megatron had his whole subplot which i would forget about for like 20 or 30 minutes at a time so uh, was was megatron always also a jet like I, in in the early in in the early films wasn't only starscream or whatever the hell his name is a jet <laughs> I, I don't remember anything about the lore of these <laughs> movies, to be honest. I mean, I, I, guess, I, I guess they can I, all take the form of any vehicle they pass, right? That's the whole point of them? Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I legit didn't remember uh, if Megatron was even in the last one. Yeah, I couldn't remember anything about him. He was, him. like, frozen at the bottom of wa- the ocean in one of that the was, movies, That right? was, like, at the end of the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, this no, no, movie... Like, he, he's, died like tw- he's died, like, three times. Like, oh yeah, because because Tucci brings him back to life. He like brings oh, up the remains, and he uses right. the weird uh, the weird cube nano the, the transformium the transformium yeah the transformium. <laughs> did, yeah. You, you never saw the last one, did you? Stephen? I never saw the okay. last one. No, you you, yeah. you should you should almost watch the last one just so you can know what you're missing. No, like I kind of feel like I have to now. Um, and that, I, I'm and having such us... I'm having such a hard time even like describing what I hated about this movie because it, it, it was such an incomprehensible feeling for me to sit through it. Like, this this whole movie felt to me like, like you know, movies do punch-up where they have comedians come in later and, like, do voiceover in scenes that are missing, like, some character on the side having a joke. So, yeah. like, some background character will make a funny quip in an animated movie. This whole movie felt like it was just punch-up happening all the time. Like, 
there's never a pause in between when one character speaks and when the other character reacts. A conversation yeah. will be like, the girl will be like, I don't, I don't have nowhere to go. I want to stay with you. Girl, you can't stay with me. Do you know it's dangerous here? Oh, she can't stay with us. It's dangerous here. Yeah, you can't stay with us. It's dangerous here. Like the whole movie, there's no break. I didn't know Gollum was in this yeah, movie. Yeah, Gollum shows up too. There's no break anywhere in this movie. Stay and it's just like, precious. Oh, God. It, it made – it drove me crazy. I found it I, – I just found this movie completely insane. Yeah. And there, there was some meta joy to be had in was watching there? just how unbelievably incomprehensible the storyline was. And, like, how th- how much crap was packed into this movie. Like, this is a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and it feels like a five-hour movie. <laughs> and two-and-a-half is already, this, like, way longer than it needed to feel. This feels like a four-hour film that you're watching at 1.5x <laughs> just to cram it all into a two-and-a-half-hour two film. Yeah, no, this, this movie definitely felt like I was watching it on Fast Forward the whole time. <laughs> and... Uh, a part of me wants to say maybe if I had watched the last movie, I would have understood the plot more, but I don't think that's likely. I'm pretty sure this movie is just fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the plot of the last one didn't really factor into uh, into this one. Well, it's, fu- honest- it's funny, too, because the last movie starts the same way. Uh, Transformers are being hunted because the government yeah, has yeah. decided that they're not allowed. And yeah. I, th- it's the ex- exact same thing, except for instead of uh, a random machine being attacked at the beginning of this film, I believe it was Optimus Prime himself who was being hunted down at the beginning of the last one, right? It was one of the one of the main ones. Yeah, I don't remember. I also, but it was the it was the man at the the guy the man in black from Lost was like the team leader. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then Kel- <laughs> now I'm starting to remember the movie. I think we found a transformer. <laughs> yeah, duh, dude. I'm yeah. an inventor. Yeah, I knew that part at least. But yeah. I, I also just couldn't shake the feeling that these movie, like this movie, was trying. In addition to trying to be Game of Thrones for a couple seconds, it also seems like it wants to be Fast and the Furious, but only in like one second moments. I mean, like there will be all, like a sudden, all of them are like that. Yeah, though, they right? they all have it. It's just the. Uh, the schizophrenic nature of it was like very weird here to me where yeah. there would just be scenes where there are conversations happening and then it's like a, a jokey moment between the girl and the weird robot car and then it's like sexifying his car for two seconds and then it's back <laughs> to another jokey moment. I mean, there, it really needed Tyrese to, to be like the, adding commentary to the, it. There, there was an extended sequence with Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins and whoever plays Vivian walking around having a conversation and, like, literally every one second that they walk, the camera jumps and they're in a different room mid-sentence for, like, like nine minutes. Yeah. I understand that that's what Michael Bay is going for. It was I under- an artistic and that's th- decision. It was like doing a montage without doing a montage, you see? And the thing is, like, he's in on the joke, of course. Like, he's throwing in jokes left and right. Every time anything happens, it's undercut with a joke by, like, three robots right afterward. That was a little too quick for you to understand, but you get that a joke probably happened. Yeah. But I don't – I just don't think that's enough. It almost made it more aggravating. I couldn't even think what was he thinking. I was just thinking like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Carson, were you thinking, oh, fuck you? Um, well, I was definitely thinking that this is the most – I think it's – I mean, I think it is indicative. The, like, schizophrenic nature is very indicative of not only Michael Bay's movies but 
the Transformers movies specifically because they're always like throwing in like the goofy humor and stuff. Um, I mean, I don't even think like, I, I don't even think like half the dialogue is ever like I feel like there's dialogue written, but it's never what's being said. You know, I feel like it's all just like, you know, you've got Gerard Carmichael in this one. T.J. Miller was in the last one. I'm sure Michael Bay was just like, be funny. Actually, I know he did that. <laughs> T.J. Miller has talked about how you know Michael Bay's direction was like, all right, be funny now. Um, so like that was like you know I feel like that's the thing. It's like okay now now we say the jokes, and uh, but yeah like there, th- this movie is. Um, I remember after it was over, I told my brother I was like, I think I died. Like I'm dead. <laughs> like I legitimately was like, well I see the when I first see I saw it so I saw it on saw it the first time in a regular theater, you know, went to see it regularly. And, like, I, you see, I I warned you guys about the the shifting aspect ratios. I did not know that that was going to be that way across all formats because I just figured it was only like that in the IMAX presentation. We're going to go see. I was like, I don't want to fuck with that like last time because in the last movie, it was like that. It It wasn't as frequent as this movie. But it still was like very jarring where, you know, it would be like Steven said, where it like Mark Wahlberg is talking to someone and he's in full IMAX and it cuts <laughs> to the other person and they're in, you know, regular widescreen. You're just like, what was the decision making? I mean, they this? had like, to fit I, his whole bicep yeah. in this. I, I, feel, I feel like what it is, like, I feel like it was all reshoots. But he had already like you can only rent those IMAX cameras for a certain window of time and somebody else was using them. He's like, I guess we got to use regular cameras. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I really, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I know that they, they, they made him a special IMAX 3D camera for this movie. The, the like, the Bayos camera or whatever. Um, it's called the Bayos camera? I don't know if it's really called the Bayos, but I know he has those Nike shoes called the Bayos. Oh, um, my God. But, uh, no, they, they made him a, a special IMAX camera for this movie that he could, like, hold himself. Because Michael Bay is all about grabbing cameras and getting in on the action and shit yeah um so how big is a 3d imax camera though can you even like wield it without a giant robot no arm? that's no that's what i'm saying is that well, like if you're they, mark Wahlberg, they they <laughs> if you have a metal thing on your wrist they pared it down and made it specifically for him so he could go handheld like a regular camera so i think gotcha. like back back in the third one when he was shooting imax you know i feel like a lot of people did say oh the the 3D, in a way, kind of helped the movie because he was forced to do more long shots and stuff. Um, so anyway, like, I, I do, for this movie, yeah, so I wasn't prepared for, for all the, the shifting IMAX. I, like, the, the fact that it's going back between three different ratios is just absurd. Like, it's, like, it was so funny because, like, after the movie, I was, like, going on this big rant about, like, oh, the, the sh- why did he do these ratios? And um, Sarah didn't see the last movie in IMAX that way. So she was just like, I think you're getting bent out of shape over this. Like, chill out. And I was like, no, like, you didn't know. You don't know. Uh, you saw it normally. <laughs> um, so I was definitely thrown off by that. And and I agree that that is, like, I don't. I don't understand the decision making behind that. It feels like he was, he had three fucking cameras going at the same time and he was just in the edit bay. He's just pulling out, you know, shots from the three different cameras with like no rhyme or reason. Um, is, is edit bay what he calls himself while he's editing the movie? 
Yes, yes, that's exactly uh, correct. Um, so, so then you know, my uh, a buddy of mine wanted to see it, and like we we've seen a lot of the Transformers movies together. So I went and saw it again with him, and so at least I like went in knowing that that was gonna you know gonna be down. So it wasn't as bad the second time, but. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. This, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and defend the movie's <laughs> merits. Like, <laughs> I think if I'm ranking the Transformers movies, this one is gonna be, you know, down at the bottom with the second one. <laughs> its rank I've, is also its installment number. <laughs> yeah, close. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, like I said, like I, I feel like Michael Bay should have stopped after the third one. Like, I, I mean. From this one and the last one, I definitely do think, you know, this this franchise is running out of gas. Like, I mean, and, and that's not to say that Michael Bay, like, half-assed this movie. Like, I don't think he's, I don't think he did at all. Like, I think that, like, if, I feel like the 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 massiveness of the movie is, like, is it's, is a pro and a con. Like, I think that the movie is, like, is this gigantic movie that uh and i agree like you guys are saying it feels like it's playing at like 2x speed it feels like you know it feels like michael bay has some like imaginary deadline that he has to get to in order <laughs> like it's so funny how he said that you know he he went around saying like oh this is the shortest of the sequels <laughs> even though it feels longer and much bigger than the the other ones because just because there's so much like stuff happening in the movie and i also like so and i think the first the first time watching it i was just like i couldn't even wrap my head around the fact that like there was so much shit in this movie and even the second time i was like i get my brain can't process things this quickly like and that's why i think that it's but that's also why i kind of admired it is that like it's almost like he out Bade himself, like even for, compared to his other movies, and not just the Transformers movies, like like Pain is, and Gain. Yeah, like this is <laughs> yeah. Pain and Gain is great. I mean, I would have said Pain and Gain would be like his, you know, his his magnum opus uh, in terms of uh, Michael Bay style. But I, I think he, I think he topped it with this. Like, there's a new openness some... prime in town. <laughs> <laughs> like. In some in some ways, this is Michael Bay's hard to be a god. Like this is just it's such a ridiculous, like massive movie that you just can't even you can't even begin to fathom how it how he even approached this movie. Because like I mean, like any of his movies, the 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 spectacle on display is I feel like is you know can't is undeniable. Like I, I feel like all of the action in this movie is is. Uh, you know, done exactly, it's done, it's executed in the way that, you know, only he can do. Um, I feel like you're and... finding a real way of dancing around having to say it's good. <laughs> no, the action I'm is not. certainly there. <laughs> I mean, I, I legitimately enjoyed, like, the, basically from the last, like, when it really, at the, like, basically from when they're on, the, like, the submarines till the end, because it's just, like, nonstop like, in your face. Like, there's some stuff in this movie where I was just, like, I almost, I mean, I almost wanted them to slow down because, like, you're, it's, like, there is just a lot of detail and stuff in every sequence and stuff. And, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing to me. Like, the, especially at the end, like, when they're kind of all, like, trying to grab the staff and shit and, like, f they're, like, floating and, like, there's Transformers Oh, fighting. there's an action scene right there. 
a physics scene. <laughs> I don't. I, who cares about spoiling? Um, Mark Wahlberg. She's basically falling, and they're both in the air. And somehow Mark Wahlberg throws her back. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was insane. Yeah, but it's like the fact that like there was just so much shit happening like while they're both falling and stuff. It was like I was like I don't even know. Like, Not how since this... Guardians of the Galaxy two have I seen anything this crazy. <laughs> okay, what a weird comp. <laughs> that, that that was me making fun of it in the context of like it's doing re- we- weird crazy shit, but it's it's strikingly close close to the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I'm not saying the following thing yeah. was good crazy. I mean, it was just an insane thing to yeah. try to do. I mean, I, I just I guess it like if you were to tell me that the budget on this movie was like eight hundred million dollars, I'd be like, oh, that still seems too low. Like that seems like <laughs> that still seems like they got pretty good. Like I, I feel like you know even with all of its faults like you can't like you get your money's worth like there's spectacle out the ass in this movie like i, I feel like, like very literally the money's on the screen like he like just ate money and <laughs> smeared it all over the screen well, I, I think i think there's a problem with the money being on the screen in this because it's clear that the money's on the screen just for the sake of money being on the screen like there's things where it's like action scenes don't make sense don't make sense like I, I'm getting ahead of myself or ahead of Carson, but like, there's literally a scene where they're like, "Okay, this is the plan. We're gonna we're gonna take these helicopter plane things, and we're gonna do a halo jump onto this structure." So first of all, there's a problem because halo jump, high altitude, low whatever, right? Uh, uh, low open. I think it's what it's something, something like that. It's basically where you jump really really high and you open your shoot at the last possible second and go. They're jumping from a plane in the air. To an object in the air. It's not a halo jump. doesn't matter. So they're like, how are we going to get these helicopter plane things up high enough to get up there? Because there's robots shooting us. They're like, wait, wait, guys. We have this big transformer ship over there. We can use that to get up there, right? Their plan is not take the transformer ship up to the object that's hovering in space. The plan is load the helicopter planes onto the transformer ship, fly the transformer ship higher than the object they're trying to land on, and then drop the planes out of the back of the transformer ship and have the planes crash land on the structure because it's too high for those planes to fly normally. I'm just amazed you saw enough <laughs> to know that that's what happened. I mean, I mean, why why couldn't you just say that? Why can't Optimus Prime just fly everybody up there? I, like, I don't know no, why you're trying to put logic they, into this. They were like, "Whoa, it's going to be too dangerous to fly these ships." <laughs> There's a ship. It, it would be like if if in in the Force Awakens. Where they're like, not that ship, let's take this ship. And they point at the Millennium Falcon. Like, what if they just took little ships and put them inside that ship, flew that up, and then ditched that in midair and flew other ships on the ground? Like, well, I know is a lot of things have to explode in this movie. Like, you got to maximize how many things explode. They maximize a lot of things. I, I just I just don't understand like the 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 reasoning to try to put logic into this movie. Like there was clearly <laughs> because the world requires logic. I I mean you might as well just have this be like an entire like a big tech demo of like look at what we can render. How great is this? I mean I I like look I I mean I I would say that like if this is your like visual effects demo reel, it's pretty solid. Like I know I usually will uh poo poo like you know 
massive CGI like this, but like somehow like he he corrals it all together. Like I I really don't understand like other than the fact that in the third one I know he broke Pro Tools when they were like sound editing this, and I can't I would imagine that he just did that again on this movie. Like it's just like that's how like just massive it feels. Um, I mean, I, I feel like that, like, so there's so much shit going on, like, it's, it, it is kind of amazing, like, to see, like, how everything is all, like, just layered onto each other, um, and I mean, like, I don't know, like, I get that feeling anytime I watch a Michael Bay movie, where I was like, how, like, how does he, how does he do this, like, each time, like, it just, it feels like such a massive undertaking, uh, compared to, like, other, action blockbusters like they're they're always on like a whole nother level um i, and I will I, and say I, like it, it's so exhausting just to watch i can't imagine what it felt like to make it <laughs> yeah no i mean like I, and i only you know i only point out like the the budget thing because i i mean i guess just compared to uh other paramount releases like it it feels more like an actual movie like it doesn't look like a a tv show or something um but I do think that, you know, the 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 money is just insane. You know, whether, you know, you know, whether you you can argue whether or not it was like used properly, but I mean the it was definitely put up there on the screen. Like I think that uh whether you enjoy it or not, like I I feel like it's undeniable that you didn't get your money's worth in terms of of spectacle. And also it's like I don't know, like it kind of I kind of always think like why you know like why do why do people complain about the length of these movies because it's almost like you want them to be ridiculously bloated because it's like <laughs> like I like you almost like I almost don't want it I just any don't other want to way. feel anything for a little bit longer <laughs> <laughs> but like it's almost like you know it's like if I go into a Michael Bay movie and it's like 85 minutes like I I would feel cheated like you know even the last Transformers which was like almost three hours was like you know, yeah, like, did it need to be three hours? No, but it was like, you know, why the fuck not? Like, I don't know. I, 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 I will give him this, to his credit. There, Like, when I was watching The Mummy, I was like, I, if I was not reviewing this film, I would walk out <laughs> during during Transformers the last night. Wait, I didn't know Casey Affleck was in The Mummy. <laughs> Touche. Um, but yeah, during, during Transformers the last night, I was honestly like, all right, where the fuck is this going? <laughs> You've got me now. I need to figure out what's going to happen next because this shit is crazy. I mean, but yeah, but like, I, I feel like, I mean, I know that, I know that's not true, but that almost feels like, you know, that's like a positive because you're, you. No, I, I said so to insane. his credit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't hear you. Sorry. Um. Anyway, like, I, I, I will say that, like, yes, the, the, uh, the, the kids in this movie are incredibly annoying. Like, oh, yeah. I, like the, the the girl in this movie, like, I don't understand why she's in it other than, like, she's a Nickelodeon star, and I guess they thought kids would get excited. Um, but, like, she, her character serves, like, no purpose. Um, but I, I did like Anthony Hopkins. I thought he was having a blast. It looked like he was having time of his life in this fucking movie. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I mean, overall, like, I think that... I enjoyed I enjoyed the the spectacle and the action and admire just the sheer like massiveness of it because it it honestly feels like 
it kind of just feels like this is like the cinematic equivalent of like recreational Viagra use where it's just like, (laughs) it's like perpetually too messed for way too long. Uh And you're just like, you're just, it's just banging, banging, banging nonstop. And then you're, you're still going even after you're coming blood. Like, it's just like, that's the, like just the drive of this movie. And it's, I kind of got to give him props for that. Like, like you gotta, like, you you know most movies these days you sit there and you're just like when are these fucking apes gonna rise like I'm tired I need some fucking I need a little more you know but uh, like anyway but yeah what I, are these I give, transformers oh wait <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I mean like I think that's uh, yeah that's I mean that's the that's the gist of it where it's just like it is it's a massive movie and um, yeah it might test you but. Uh, Again, no. <laughs> I, I I kind of admire it that for that. It, it it definitely tested me. That's for sure. Um, watching this film, you know, like you know, going back to the Mummy again because uh, I like to link together films that I've just watched recently. Uh, it, during the Mummy, as bad as that movie was, I was like, I kind of dig this ridiculous thing they're trying to do, where they're trying to use the Mummy as a way to bootstrap in this whole organization of people that find and get like the the weird like bizarro avengers type thing where take all these different uh pieces of lore from storybooks and stuff and kind of throw them into one universe and let's make this be a league of extraordinary gentlemen or whatever uh, I, I remember watching the movie going like i like that you're trying to do this it's not necessarily working this film sucks but like at least i applaud you for trying to do this and maybe one day you'll do something fun with this i think in this film if this was the second or third Transformers film, and they were trying to tell us, by the way, throughout history, there have been these times where Transformers were there. Um, well, for, first of all, there's already two instances, right? So there are the tales of yore or whatever, right? These back in the day when when there was magic, well, like being like, what if we found out that like in the story of David and Goliath, Goliath was actually a Transformer, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they're trying to do. Take all these. These stories of of giants and trolls and magic and all this stuff and transformers were there and that's why people thought there was magic because these transformers like that that's a cool idea. The problem is doing that now five films in doesn't make a lot of sense because the organization the the League of Extraordinary Transforming Gentlemen they would all know about this history. It, it's kind of like remember in. Independence Day, when uh, the president finally finds out that Area 51 is a real thing. And he's like, uh, you didn't think about telling me this when the aliens showed up? Um, the difference is in that film, it's, a ser- it's, it's, it's some hours, right? <laughs> like, that film takes over the place over the course of three days. So maybe the Area 51 people were, you know, were waiting to figure out what was going on before they called the president. That makes sense. This is Transformers. This has been years that these machines have been already in the public eye wrecking shit up and trying to save the planet why would this organization of people not come forward and go like oh by the way remember these were always there also if if these transformers were like fighting in world war ii and stuff like that it wouldn't be a thing that just a secret organization of people would know about it would be a thing that I don't know, a lot of people would know about because these are pretty major events that had a lot of visibility to them Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. If everybody knows who Captain America is in the Marvel Universe because of his fighting in different wars and shit like that, you think, you think 
that maybe Bumblebee flying around killing Nazis would be a thing that people would know about, right? 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 Huh? Also, did he have a, did he have a different name back then? Like, why would people still recognize him as Bumblebee if he was kind of, I assume he got the name because he formed a yellow car and that was... I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I don't remember I what his he, name I, was back then. I think he did have a different name, yes. I'm just laughing at the... Chris sounds like some crazy, like, online truther <laughs> right now. Like, jet fuel. I don't steal beams. It melts the beams. Where were the Transformers there? Wait a second, guys. Turning into Jerry Seinfeld. Wait a second, guys. What if 9-11 was the Transformers? Oh, my gosh. What if it was Unicron? It was one of his horns. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> it was right in front of us. But my, my point is just that, like, you can't pull this type of story now five films in because, like, it'd be one thing if they, like, they were doing a crossover with, <laughs> if they were doing a crossover with, like, Men in Black and everyone on the planet got flashy thinged by, by, by Men in Black. You know, Trump maybe they did. <laughs> if they do that for film six, I'm in. <laughs> Or like the dragon transformer flew up and made it rain, and then everybody forgot what they uh, saw. Yeah, exactly. totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tucci, um, Tucci Merlin like cast a spell over everyone. <laughs> the whole point of the film is he had no magic, though. He can't cast a spell. Anyways, <laughs> I, I just like I. He's got the touch. I, I I like the idea of what they're trying to do, but it's weird that in this universe where they've already been doing something else, that suddenly. We're doing like at the beginning when I gave the description about how like in the film we found out that the moon landing was really Transformers based, and it's like, well, that wasn't the beginning. Let's go back even farther. Um, Look closelier. Yeah, dude, the 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 Wit Wiccans, brah. And it's just that oh, like there are so many things that like I can see how any one of these things in the universe of Transformers could be very interesting and compelling and fun. But it seems like throwing these all in now, it seems like they took every idea they didn't use in the last films and shoved it all into one film because they didn't know if they were going to get to make the next one. And that doesn't turn into a good film. It turns into like a crazy piece of shit that you really go like, like this film is like one part national treasure, one part the mummy, one part like something else. Like it's like, why did you think this would all work? Because it definitely doesn't. And even even the beginning where it's like the Transformers are outlawed, like that's how the last film started. So it's not even like a new novel thing. Like people like surprised that Transformers are outlawed. They they were outlawed before, before they were good and then were bad and then were good again. And it's, I don't know, it's watching this film, I was almost laughing at like how ridiculous things got and how crazy it went. And it was like laughing not in a fun way, but in like a Jesus, they're... They're really doing all of this, I, yeah. Right, like, like to me, the the only the like meta joy of this movie was only having company and being able to like lean over and be like, "Are are you also seeing this? Did, <laughs> did you also see that slow motion jump over another slow motion jump? Like five explosions, like like, like the only thing." I think if I were watching it alone, there would have been, like, nothing to make me enjoy it. Yeah. And I did watch it alone. <laughs> so there was nothing – there was nothing to help me enjoy the film. Um, I mean, you know, other than schnaze and schnaze, like, I just don't understand, like, the – like, I feel like all of these movies, like, the plots, like, don't matter. Like, I feel like they're, like, barely connected anyway. Like, they're, they're – they're, 
they have vague, you know, reference to references to the previous movies, but like there's really like not a whole lot connecting all of these movies other than like the uh, some of the same characters and again like characters referencing of s- certain events that happened. But but that should not be a defense of this film. That should be a problem with the film. I mean, at, at the beginning... But, but I'm just saying, like, I don't understand why you're going into a Transformers movie, especially the fifth one, uh, thinking <laughs> that there's going to be some, like, like amazing story. Like, I don't understand but, but, that. But, but they clearly thought they were making an amazing story. Like, when this film starts in the Dark Ages, you better have a fucking good reason <laughs> to start this movie in the Dark Ages. And they clearly thought they had a good reason. And, and I think that, like, when you're trying to do something like this, it's... Like so, so it's one thing if if you want to make a monster of the week thing, right? Where uh, every film a bigger and badder Megatron type person lands on Earth and tries to blow shit up. Like it'd be like if you know in Superman an- another Zod comes down, right? Like if that's what you're doing, that's what you're doing, and you don't need a story because you're just saying, oh, an even bigger robot came and they want to destroy Earth. Let's stop that from happening, right? It it it. It's a thing where like more more people are showing up. Let them, let it happen. But in this, it's trying to weave this this. I mean, spoilers. They they reveal in this film that Hitler was actually killed by a transforming pocket watch. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. if you're doing stuff like that, fucking you were trying to have a story, right? This isn't just like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if Hitler was killed by a pocket watch? You're like trying to say that all these moments in history that had important weight to them are all caused by Transformers' existences. And I I don't know. It just it seems like do something with that. Um, and don't wait five films to try to weave that in and be like, no, all along, it was always Transformers. <laughs> I, I just can't stress enough, though, that the way you're criticizing it it's almost like like arguing with an anti-vaccine person or whatever <laughs> I know. as if they were like just another scientist in the room. Like I feel like you're normalizing <laughs> it just by talking about the plot I, I mean, as if it were a thing that happened in the movie. <laughs> also like I feel like 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 all the criticisms thrown at uh at the Transformers movies and just like in Michael Bay movies in general like it's low-hanging fruit. Like I like I don't know. Like I just think that like it's... like mine mine is not I feel like I can't even get to the level of, oh, the plot had holes. It didn't make sense. I thought, like, the way the movie was made was incomprehensible. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm hearing Chris, like, the plot whisperer, who has, like, (laughs) deciphered the reason that helicopters flew up. (laughs) I mean, I don't... I, I I don't even know. That's I think I think we've hit a we've hit we've hit peak schnazy on this one, man. Like I don't even know the like the staff is a thing, but I don't know like really what it does or who had it at what time. Like that's the level I'm working with. I mean, it's it and and honestly, like whether you know they whether they thought the story was great or not. Like I feel like all of the Transformers sequels, at least. Maybe not so much the first one, but the sequels definitely are literally just blueprints. I don't really think they're even like that. Like I said, that uh, completed of a of a screenplay. At least it doesn't feel that way. They just feel like blueprints, outlines for Michael Bay to just you know the bones for him to just hang all these crazy action scenes on. Um, and and I mean this. 
I feel like this one does share a lot of similarities with the second one because I know in the second one they they literally didn't have a finished script because remember the writer's strike happened. So they were fi- <laughs> they were they were literally literally flying by the seat of their pants not literally, but they were flying by the seat of their pants like that movie like just coming up with shit on the on the daily. And this yeah, and they're does- like this works. Let's do this for the next five films. I- yeah, well, I mean, this movie does have that kind of feeling, but an even more like, uh, like just insanely coked out, aggressive feeling. Like, cause it just, like I said, it felt like that. It, it almost felt like someone had Michael Bay's family like kidnapped somewhere, <laughs> and they were like, if this movie Maybe it was Charlize Theron. <laughs> if this movie does, yeah, exactly. It was like. You know, if this movie doesn't come in at under two and a half hours, like, they're all dead. Like, it just, it had that, it had such an urgency where it was like, like, wow, we are really, like, like, I remember, (laughs) I did laugh out loud in the scene where um, Anthony Hopkins is in, he's in his car, and they're, like, zooming through the street, and he's talking to John Turturro on on the phone, and you know he's looking at that thing that he's the the page that he stole from the library, and they're like, and John Turturro's you know talking about scrotums again or something. And he's just like, he's like, oh, he's like that's because Pangea or whatever, or you know they used to be, and then the the plates shifted or whatever. And yeah. the robot butler comes in. And he's like, oh, Pangea, sir. <laughs> and there's literally like, there's literally like the fastest shot of of the uh, the round table that that pops back up and i was like oh my god like it's uh it's <laughs> like so, i said like that's sh- that is the stuff where you like i'm just like i i better just i better just and that's strap what the in. whole movie felt like to me yes though. that's so. why that's why I, just, I like steven steven said that there's no downtime in this movie like there's i mean it's true there's literally no downtime in this movie like in the other transformers movies and even other michael bay movies there's at least you know time where they take a breath and this is just like go 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 like um and again like that um like benghazi was relaxing compared to this <laughs> <laughs> but so, so here's the thing you, you just reminded me of, of the page in the book chris so, just took out a giant notebook with the word pangea <laughs> written on it just so everyone <laughs> no but so so i mean so so at this point if you're listening still sorry uh also I assume you realize that like spoilers are not a thing for this film. Like I could literally tell you every single plot. But I, I could read the exact plot beat by beat from Wikipedia to you, and you still wouldn't understand what the fuck is happening in this movie. I so, mean, I understood it. I don't know why you guys are saying it was like hard to follow and shit. Like, I guess I guess without the why, I can't understand the how. <laughs> like I, I can mean, I, I can I mean like I said I can I can recount everything that happened, but it's like I just don't understand why it's happening. Uh, because it's ridiculous. But what, what, what I wanted to say is there is apparently a book that recounts everything that's about to happen in this film. <laughs> so Anthony Hopkins is going to the library <laughs> to steal a page that says, bro, this is the last page of the script in a single storyboard. Just so you know, <laughs> all Cybertron is coming to Earth, which turns out is Unicron, and they're going to make out for a little bit, and whoever makes out the hardest is going to suck all the energy from the other one, and ta-da, end of film. Like, what? So there's just a prophecy? Like, it's not like 
she figured out that the staff was hidden on Earth. Like literally the people who stole her staff were like, you know what? You know the one place we should fly? The place in this book. And then we'll trouble. We'll write a book that says we took the staff here and eventually a destroyed Cybertron, which at the time of the staff being stolen had not been destroyed, is going to come and then this planet we're hiding on is uni- – I, I just don't – I'm sorry. Just to like give an idea – of where the plot goes in this movie, because I feel like there's a scene that's indicative of how the whole movie felt to me. The way they get to that point is so, like, Vivian realizes that she's descended from Merlin and there must be a clue in her dad's study that will tell them where this thing is hidden. So she and Mark Wahlberg go to her place and just, like, just smash everything. They always always put things up to little dog's butts. (laughs) Just throw it down on the ground. They're just like priceless things. You just like smash, boom, like grab a cabinet, kick it, punch it. Things are exploding. They do all of this like <laughs> yeah, smashing. You, you know, in the Michael Bay. Probably thirty seconds, but it felt like it, it felt like a long time. Yeah. Um, they do all the smashing, so they get one little note that is a hint that it has to do with the nautical museum. The next scene, they're like there. And Anthony Hopkins and the robot know all about this already. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you must mean the submarine. Press this. And, like, the robot knows exactly where they're going. And Anthony Hopkins is like, I have another mission now. <laughs> like, oh, God. And basically just everything is exploding all the time in this movie. And going back to my... I'm pretty jo- sure even getting into the submarine, like, they're throwing people and kicking people. And, like, oh, yeah. like move it, tubby! It's, it's, yeah, it's, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins calls that guy a fat ass. So, <laughs> pretty funny. so, by the way, going back to the joke I made er- earlier about uh, Carson being a talisman who wants to slide down Michael Bay's pants and wrap around his penis. Yeah. So there's this whole thing about like a knight has to be chased and has not sleeping around. So the robot butler, after beating the shit out of some fish, decides to make a romantic dinner for them. But... <laughs> Everyone always knows that romantic dinner turns into fucking. So, yeah. So yeah, I was just getting chased soon, like five minutes ago. As soon as as soon as they look into each other's eyes and go like, "Wow, your your abs are very, very striking," <laughs> and oh, your stripper dress now looks less like stripper dress and more like a dress that I want to get into. <laughs> the talisman then slides around his penis to make sure they can't have sex. Is that is that is again? That I didn't what is attribute having? meaning to any of this. It's and then and then like she asked him like oh is that is that like tight on on your wiener <laughs> he's like uh, I don't know feels kind of comfortable <laughs> I guess I guess Chris really related to this uh, scene in the movie this it's was just... like <laughs> this was like uh, I mean I don't even know I didn't that didn't even cross my mind but I guess it's kind of maybe Michael Bay was a fan of Robin Hood Men in Tights or something I don't know I it just it, it's it's so bizarre to me what is going on. So I'm not going to get, like, SJW on this thing, but can we talk about the black robots for just a second? Because I've been out of the Transformers-verse for a while, so I remembered that being a thing. You don't remember Racisticons? Yeah, no, so I remembered, like, the Jive bots being a thing, and I remembered, like, criticism happening, and I just, like, took for granted that probably he had mixed it up somehow since then. There is, like, a scene in this movie... When for some reason Megatron is negotiating like all of his <laughs> all of his identical looking and sounding Decepticons being freed, yeah, 
And first of all, that scene is ridiculous. Like, like every scene, right? It's like he's like, "I went this one," and they're like, "No." And then he smashes what? And then they're like, "Yes." Um, yeah, it's like it's 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 the uh, it's his Suicide Squad moment. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, his yeah. Suicide Squad scene definitely. And so it shows all of the characters who are all pretty much the same. Like, like they're doing this thing which seems like very racially whatever. Like they're doing exactly what the robots in the first movie were doing. Yeah. Um, and then, like, just in case you didn't get it, the last robot he frees shouts, like, free at last, free at last. Praise Megatron, I'm free at last. Dude. That's, I, but again, this is all indicative of Michael Bay's style. Like, I like I don't know. Again, again, it's like, uh, talk about a movie that is not 2017. <laughs> Michael Bay has not yeah. changed, that's for sure. And I don't want him to change. That's like, like thirteen hours was the movie where the only female character like kept fucking up until a man tells her like, "I need your eyes and your ears, not your mouth." <laughs> <laughs> and that was still like pretty progressive. So, so here's compared the, to the Transformers. Here's movie. the weird thing: is like this film too tries to like. Of course, he's going to ca- cast a, a chick who he's like, oh, this guy's a hot chick. But, like, at the same time, they try to make her super smart with, like, 30 degrees. Well, because like, 40... she wore glasses. <laughs> well, I mean, but, I mean, like, it's almost like at moments they, they try to make the little girl super smart. They try to make the uh, adult girl super smart. But then they keep, like, still constantly undercutting them with, like, every time the girl tries to do something, she falls over. And, and <laughs> like, the amount of time she falls. So there's scene where she's like, don't talk to me like that. I'm a very well-educated person. Then, ooh, falls on the ground. And it's like, you're, saying, you're saying girls can't be klutzes? No, what I'm saying is, like, the film, it's almost like he's consciously trying to write, like, no, I'm going to make her strong and tough and smart because I'm not a gross guy. But then he keeps making her well, I think he's just nagging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but it, it just felt weird. Like it seemed like there was a conscious effort to try to to be better about it, and then he just undercuts it constantly with I don't, the dialogue. I don't, I don't think there was any conscious effort. It was it was very Michael Bay, take it or leave it, like type of thing. I, I don't know. That's a, that's at least what I thought. But uh, I will say there there were th- three three other things that I thought of. One, because just because Chris mentioned. Uh, when the robot butler like grabs the fish and he roundhouse kicks one of them, <laughs> like so. When I saw this the second time, there were a ton of kids in the theater, and like no joke, that that part slayed. Like these kids <laughs> rolling on the floor, laughing, like literally just that 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 slayed so hard with the kids. I was like, <laughs> I could see Michael Bay was like, all right, we gotta put this scene in. He's like, this is gonna kill with the kids, like. <laughs> Like I don't know why, but the oh man, it was it was it was it, it delighted me just that that these kids like took so much joy in uh, the robot roundhouse kicking the fish. <laughs> anyway, and then the other I, thing I was, hope that, that that moment was guest uh, guest mocapped by Andy Serkis or something because it reminded me like when Gollum <laughs> smashes the fish on the rock in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, and the other thing was that like. Uh, Sarah pointed out is that it, it is hilarious that this movie shares it, it pretty much encompasses all of this summer's like bombs so like there's King it, Arthur it does. there's there's the there's elements of the mummy like adventure action and you've got you know the big American star with the hot British chick uh, and then you've got uh, <laughs> Uh, you've got uh, like when they're in the when they go down in, under the water and that alien ship is it's very uh, 
very Giger esque, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. but, Michael Bay doing his uh, his Alien Covenant. Uh, but they also have his... the whole sub scene, anyways, which is also freaking uh, Fast and Furious. With the but you also have the car chases. Like it's all it's all there. Yeah, but uh, but Fate of the Furious wasn't like a, a failure though. Like like a it didn't... no, but it is a big silly action film, and this is borrowing heavily from like. No, no, no. Stuff that was yeah. in that film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, I agree. It's like he saw say... the trailer. <laughs> I mean, no, I know that... this film has been in the works for like forever, but it almost feels like he was like, yeah, fucking subs are great. I could put a sub in my movie. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I'm just saying like it like the specifically the the notable summer failures so far. Uh, the elements were all here in this movie, which I thought was kind of or we both thought was kind of humorous. Yeah, um, but. I will say, out of all the Transformers movies, I think this is the best-looking Transformers. Like, the colors in this movie were popping, dude. Like, they... This was like some... (laughs) There are moments in this movie where it looked like a fucking Lisa Frank pencil case, man. Like, this was just... It was was next level, dude. Like, he got uh, Jonathan Silo, who did... um, He was the DP on John Wick, and... uh, I mean, it's undoubtedly, like, a very good-looking movie. Like, the... um, yeah, so I would say like at you know, out of all the Transformers movies, this is like the best looking one. It's it's definitely popping, like the, the color palettes and everything. It it definitely has colors. <laughs> no, no, no no one else thought that? That there was it was No, pretty, no, uh, I mean like those greens, I, I just can't man. Se- I can't separate I can't separate these things. It, it's kind of like how like when you see CG things and you complain that they're brightly lit because it ruins the realism. Like this movie doesn't have realism, but I can't I can't yeah. separate whether a given frame looked good because there were so many happening so quickly. <laughs> oh yeah, well, like I yeah, like I said, I mean it's going by yeah, so, so I have, fast. I I've trouble I've trouble figuring out if it looked good. Yeah. But I mean just, you know, overall it's as uh I want to see an anatomy of the look. scene with like this this movie, like somebody just backsex it frame by frame. <laughs> it's just and if you know in green the, screen, if you note here, Bumblebee started making his joke before Mark even finished his line. <laughs> uh, I, I think mean, the first the first time I really just bust up laughing in this movie was when Mark Wahlberg is like in the junkyard and he's surrounded by people and then Bumblebee <laughs> comes and it like cuts to slow motion as he's just like diving and destroying everyone and it's like <laughs> the when, most like when he falls apart yeah and it's such a like long slow motion scene with Mark Wahlberg like making his serious face and diving away <laughs> the best part about that is is the bad guy is like what the fuck was that and he's like that was a mistake and I was like on whose part? Like, what, what is even happening here? Uh, I think I think you guys secretly enjoyed it. That's what that's what, the, that's what it sounds like. What perplexed me, like this, made me realize that even the the movies that I think are quote bad or not great, like there are things that are not great to me, like X Men Apocalypse or something, where I'm like, okay, that was a mess, right? That was a movie I, that tried to do just everything at once, but like. That was a coherent thing. Like, I can sit there and tune out and feel like I sat and watched a thing. This, like, is such an aggressive movie. You have to just take it on its own terms. And if if you're not liking it, 
this is a lot of not liking to sit through. Yeah. And there's a difference between doing a good thing poorly and doing whatever this movie did. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I, you know, I won't fully commit to... Uh, I, I can't say that I fully love this movie, but I did fully love X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I thought... Dude, I thought, I thought that one was way better than Days of Future Past. Don't at me, bro. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I don't know something about that. Brian Singer, just, he clicked back into that, to his, uh, his old style in that. I, I really had a fun time with, with fucking Ivan, Oscar Ivan Ooze. And, uh, yeah, uh, whatever. That's tan, tan, tangent, but, uh, yeah. I kind of thought this movie would turn into that, like, there's a post credit scene where I was pretty sure, like, Apocalypse was just going to show up. <laughs> Learning. Transformers. It, it was interesting that, like, the Transformers, there aren't, they aren't really, like, in the movie a lot. Like, Optimus isn't in this movie that much. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're less than meets the eye. Yeah. I mean, you, you get, like, two-thirds of the way through the movie, and then remember, oh, yeah, and Optimus Prime is still in space somewhere. Yeah, he's still, fl- he's still <laughs> floating He's going to have to come back at some point. So here's the thing is, like, the last film ends with him rocking off. He's like, Maker, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm coming for you. It's oh, basically, yeah. like, if, at the end of Halo 2, <laughs> Master Chief is on, on board the Covenant ship, and, like, everybody's like... Spartan one one seven. What are you doing? He's like finishing this fight. <laughs> right. That's how. That's how the last Transformer film ends. It's Optimus Prime, Prime flying off like a badass. Yeah. He just freezes in space. <laughs> and then and Imagine he's... Dragons comes on. It's like out of car. But he's just a satellite. The beginning of this film, he's just a satellite floating in space. He's yeah, ready dude. to fight. He's ready to fight his maker, and she just goes like. Uh-uh. Goes like Kylo Ren on him, shocks him, and then goes like, you're mine. It's sad. So what happens, dude. It, it is hilarious to me, like, and I don't, I really don't care, but it is funny how, like, Optimus always flies, but it's only, like, at one point during the movies. <laughs> like, all of the, all of the Transformers movies. Like, at the end of the last one, and then in this one, when they were, like, all at the, um, you know, the when they're trying to stop Cybertron or whatever, he just like flies off. And, um, I did, I did have the thought of like at the end where it all comes crashing down. And then he, he rolls out in like semi form. I was like, why wouldn't he have just flown out? You know? Um, but it looks I'm, I'm way more. I'm surprised there wasn't an American flag. Hanging off the back it, just, of it, it looks, it looks way more badass when he, when he came out, you know, in semi form or semi truck form. Well, I, um, no, he had to be in semi form because he had um, caught a uh, girl and Mark Wahlberg and put him inside his cabin. So, like, if he was normal form and he flew out, then it wouldn't be like he wouldn't have protected. The, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that that scene did elicit an audio, uh, an audible "yeah" from me. When the truck <laughs> <laughs> that one got me in the mood. It was, it, it, it was pretty pretty dope. It was pretty moving. Yeah, you know, yeah. had to get, there's a couple there were a couple of moments that were like completely manipulative, but but I was like I was like, all right, that was almost worth sitting through a bunch of this shit just to have that moment. I think I think a, a certain line from Bumblebee <laughs> was pretty good. 
<laughs> and I'm not talking about his Siri voice. Yeah, I don't I, remember. I think we know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, semi, semi at the end, non-Siri voice. There was, there was some moments where it was like, all right, cool. I like these characters. This was nice. I'll give you that. Hooray for you. But I think in general, most of this film is just like, what the fuck is happening? I believe Anthony Hopkins refers to his car as a bitch and ride, too. That was he pretty does, nice. He does, yeah. He does. Dude. That, that felt good to hear. That was before it transformed into the fancier car, right? Probably. <laughs> I don't I know. Like, <laughs> I liked when he tried to get into like the the prime minister's office or whatever. And he's like, okay, dickhead. And they're like, I'll take the back entrance. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, Anthony Hawkins was just—he was just having a blast, man. He's just—he's just fucking like going around, just acting a crazy old fool. He did have a blast at the end. Oh, wow. Uh. Yeah, literally, yeah. But he did what he had to do in his mission, which was make one headshot that didn't do anything and then die. Well, no, he—I mean, that—that that was part of the thing, right? Like men doing stupid, foolish things for foolish reasons, uh, or oh, I mean, uh, men standing against. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I think he just wanted to participate. He was like, "We're probably did dying they... anyways. If I can at least shoot Megatron." So the knights did try to kill Optimus Prime for some period of time, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they no, didn't... no. So there are two sets of. <laughs> <laughs> No, they were the, they were the knights from, that turned into the dragon. Yeah, they were they were fighting Optimus. They were protecting at, the staff, but like, but they uh, were fi- they were they were fighting Optimus after he was like fighting Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, no, but so Optimus is fighting Bumblebee. Oh, they were gonna try. Megatron to, comes and grabs the staff. Yeah, so they wanted to get him because he was <laughs> <laughs> he was deceived by the great deceiver. Yeah, so they yeah, so they, they like yeah, they, they were the protectors of the staff and because he was originally trying to steal the staff or had, did steal it. They were trying to kill him when he stole the staff in his breastplate. But no, then, but no, but Megatron had already taken it. Yeah, he still ta- he had taken it, but they were like, "Well, we're punishing you for doing the thing." Like And then Mark Wahlberg's like It was like, one for all and all for one. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're also musketeers. But then because Mark Wahlberg there had to be like one moment in the movie where him being a knight meant something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he busts out his giant sword. He and pulled out him. Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what yeah, are you he doing? Pulled, he pulled his dick out. That was, you know. So here's another thing, right? This isn't like an anime where one little dude can swing a sword so strong that it can block. I, I feel like even if he's hold and wielding Excalibur, the force, the sheer force of a giant two-story tall robot swinging a sword, you can't deflect that shit with, with a sword. I don't care how strong Mark Wahlberg is. He cannot handle that blow. I don't and know. I, and I don't mean cocaine. Uh, Kennedy assassination was cover up. <laughs> no, it was probably Transformer. <laughs> no, I was going to... I was going to joke <laughs> that uh, the Kennedy assassination was done by a Decepticon. I'm surprised no. that wasn't in there. No, it, was, would, pro- it, was, would... probably, it was probably an Autobot. They you were working what? with the CIA. <laughs> they should have had Nick Cage with his microfiche or whatever. Be like, <laughs> honey, do you want to see who killed Kennedy? <laughs> I don't know. I, was... I, I like poor, how you poor, made... Poor imitation. I like how you made Nick Cage as old... <laughs> As Sean Connery during the end of The Rock. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. A Stanley Goodspeed cameo would have been, uh, that would have been pretty good. Yeah. Goodspeed, uh... Godspeed. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> he's like, I can't remember his wife's name. He's like, yeah. He's like, Lisa was a prom queen. <laughs> uh, good times. Well, mm-hmm. should we uh, pop green smoke and end this bitch? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. All right, Stephen Miller. If you are to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I'm going to say... Must-see. No, <laughs> no, but I am going to kind of defy the rating system's intent, because I'm giving this a pass with a caveat, where the caveat is, if you plan on sitting around talking shit about this movie <laughs> afterwards, you're probably going to have an okay time. But for all intents and purposes, this is like a completely incomprehensible film, I thought it was one of the most difficult things to sit through that I've had in a very, very long time. You guys are just so brave. It was yeah, just, I know. you know, it was I worse. Know. It was worse than Iraq, guys. Just, it was. I already said it was worse than Benghazi. It was worse than Benghazi, guys. I, just, I knew what I was getting into. I actually got both popcorn and an icy to watch this fucking movie. Oh, mm. you didn't get you didn't get any chicken liver mousse or something? <laughs> prosciutto, prosciutto and fig pizza. You think Draft House was playing? I thought this? you. I thought you. Dra- got, I, yeah, Alamo Draft House did not play Transformers. Oh, that, that, what a shock! I had to go to a movie theater in a mall. Like, oh my a heathen. god! Mm-hmm. How did you guys manage? With, with popcorn manage? and icy, I just told you. I mean, I brought oh. my own fake. Yeah. Luckily for me, that, that crappy theater in the mall has been transformed into a luxury theater with nice reclining seats. So, mm. Anyway, I'm, I'm somewhat tongue-in-cheekingly giving it a pass with a caveat, though it's like must avoid in terms of if you're anything but this context, I don't think you're going to be happy that you watch this movie. Um, Carson Patrick, what would you give it? Um... I don't know. I, I can't. No, I don't think that what applies here. After. <laughs> <laughs> we should just play all the theme theme songs from all five Transformers movies um, in this episode. I uh, I I was gonna say I'll give it another must see, must avoid, but I don't think that applies to this one because I. I don't know. I'm I, I'm going to give it a recommend. I think the caveat is that like if you're going to see this movie, you got to see it in the theater. Um, and I think that if you know if you've enjoyed the other Transformers movies, like you're gonna. I mean, this is just you're gonna get your money's worth. That's for sure. Um, I think that the series is, you know, is running out of gas. Like I said, I you know I want to see Michael Bay just move on to other things, but. Uh, Again, he didn't half-ass this movie. If this is truly his last one, he definitely did it up big. So I admire it. There's a lot of crazy shit in it. Um, it is fun to talk about afterwards. And, uh, I mean, I, I legitimately think there's a lot of fun stuff in it. Like I said, there's a lot of shitty stuff in it, too, like with the kids and stuff. I didn't like that. <laughs> um, I did, I like Gerard Carmichael, but I didn't like have anything to enjoy in the junkyard scenes or pretty much the first 30 minutes of this movie. Yeah, like, Gerard, Gerard is hilarious, and, uh, I mean, he really wasn't in it that much. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think T.J. Miller in the last one got more screen time uh, and had more of, like, a chance to be funny, but uh, I don't know. But then he got exploded into weird <laughs> carbonite stuff. Then he died, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, was waiting for, I was waiting for Mark Wahlberg to be like, you don't even want to know what happened to the last guy. 
<laughs> the last last guy I hired got killed, man. I don't know. Um, for my rating, I'm gonna give this film a sunk cost fallacy. Oh, not this <laughs> shit again. <laughs> sunk cost pictures. Man, we haven't heard from them in a while. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you've sat through four of these. Why not sit through the fifth one? <laughs> um, yeah, like, this film is not great at all. But, I mean, why stop now? <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like... I mean, I, 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 I tried to. I said, we're going to pass on Transformers, right? And then Carson reminded me that he loves it. And I was like, oh, fuck. I guess we're doing it again. Getting too old for this shit. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, saw it. You're going to see it, too. <laughs> we don't have well. enough... <laughs> this podcast is like the videotape in the ring anyone who listens to it is gonna watch Transformers seven days I mean come on uh, guys it really wasn't that I know these these guys are saying you know it was fucking 9-11 on film but uh, it really wasn't that bad we're, like we're laughing about 9/11 it 9-11 times a thousand it was I'm, 11 billion <laughs> I, I'm basically saying what you said about I already forget which movie it was. Was it the second movie where you you said it was like simultaneously the best and worst thing? Oh, that ever. was the la- that was the last one. That was the fourth one. Yeah, and like yeah. the best part of this, I say with a huge, huge, huge tongue in cheek. But there there was something in the madness of this movie that made it at least stand apart from other ridiculous, terrible things. I just don't think it made it better. It just made it like the act of going to see it because you had to see it and then talking about it was like pretty fun like i definitely would i definitely would legitimately defend i'd go for the bat pretty strongly on the last one simply because it gave us that that wonderful uh scene with the tooch where he's just like algorithms math why can't we make the things that we want to make when we make them or something (laughs) i was just like I was like, that is, and 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 that that moment. I remember when that movie came out, like three or, or yeah, three years ago, when that came out and that scene happened, it couldn't have come at a better time because we had gone through an onslaught of so many movies where they were like, oh, the algorithms don't add up, or and all this shit, and to see it, to see that scene happen was like, finally, someone, someone, someone burned the algorithms. <laughs> someone gave them their due. I don't know, but yeah, that uh, I guess I guess that was a problem in this in this one. It needed more tooch. That's true. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of this episode of the podcast. So, Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week. Where can they do that? Uh, if you want to find me, you can send like a walkie-talkie signal to Katmandu which will bounce off of Nairobi. Was Nairobi in this movie for five seconds? Or did I dream that? Uh, I feel oh, like they go to I, Africa I think, and I think, see tribes I think, people. I think, I think John Goodman bounces a signal around. That's it. <laughs> I don't know if you actually see anything. I'm pretty sure there's a brief moment where they cut to tribes people in Africa for some yeah, yeah, reason. Yeah, they, they do. That's where one of the uh, unicron horns was. Was right. poking out of the desert. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, yeah. if you bounce one of those, eventually it might hit sdavidmiller.com or twitter.com slash sdavidmiller where you can tell me that you don't need me to save the world. You just want me to get a girlfriend. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think you can find Carson doing 20-second calls to his long-lost daughter. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> from, from payphones. 
and borrowing other people's phones to text their daughter, his daughter. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'll mess around with that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm to support those damn kids. By the way, why didn't Mark Wahlberg just have like the girl say something to his daughter? Like Wait, he what? could communicate with her without using his voice. He's got yeah. robots with voices all around him. Also. The whole thing is he can't use his voice because it'll make, like, the weird carnivore government systems track his voice signal. I feel like they're already tracking the daughter's phone no matter what. So no matter where you call from, they're going to try to track it. So using his own voice doesn't help get around that, right? Sure. <laughs> I, oh, I do remember. It was it was kind of a bummer that uh, that Tyrese wasn't in this one. Josh Jamel <laughs> came back, but Tyrese didn't. I guess he was too busy with with the Fast and Furious stuff. Yeah, because I I feel like he would have been. It would have been. Uh, there was that other guy that Josh Jamel was with, and I feel like that would have been him. I feel like it was. He, he found out about. He read the script, and there's all those plane scenes at the end. He's like, No, I do not do planes. <laughs> But anyways, people can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Transformers The Last Night. So hopefully you are enjoying that. Can it be last night by the Strokes? Um, sure. Cool. <laughs> um, so that's or us playing. singing. You got the touch. Uh, but yeah, that is our episode. Hope that you enjoyed that. Uh, and don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> Maybe forget this time. No, tell us what you thought of Transformers in the review on iTunes, right? Because that's where we will see it for sure. Um, so all those one stars will be for Transformers, not, <laughs> not for us. <laughs> this rating is not for the podcast, but for this movie that they've been talking about. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.